and I panicked. No, that's okay. Uh, I I, yeah. uh, I like to fill in the time, and I I, okay. I, I got your back. So I think that's what's good. fun about doing. I, I can. Thing. What I can tell is that you are a pro, and like you know, you, you first off, you have the radio voice. Second off, you've been doing this. I can tell like you're very experienced. It's, it's great. Like you have a natural talent for this, so it's it's very good. To, you're just flattering me as I'm filling. No, in it's true. I wouldn't tell you if it wasn't true. So. <laughs> That's true. You're not a liar. Well, yeah, eight, I, don't, I don't lie. Of the eight years of being my friend, you've never lied to me. So uh, as I start the second episode you're going to be on now, as uh, we go into fantasy football, All this right. is Andrew Van with the Fall Start with Andrew Van podcast with returning and contributor Joe Johnson in Greenville, South Carolina. And we're here to talk to you about fantasy football. And uh, before I... Are, they, are I, they doing that this year? You know, here's the thing. I saw a notification from you, my commissioner in my two QB league, which I fucking hate, sent me a notification that you picked the date for our upcoming draft. And my other league that I'm in, they are adamant about doing it Thursday next week, August 27th. I, I actually just was renewing the league and just picked a random date. I, I do need to get in contact and see. I, I've been seeing, gauging who, how many people wants to play. We already had two opt-outs, one guy who I wasn't inviting back. Who opts out of fantasy football? I know. It's it's, fantasy uh, football. You're not going to catch anything in fantasy football. Who opts out? Yeah, so we have people opting out of fantasy football. They don't even have to play, and they're opting out. Wow. Yeah. Guys, people listening out there, women, don't – it's fantasy. You can't get fantasy COVID, okay? If you feel like you can, mask up for your fantasy COVID, but have some fun out there. But, yeah, we're here to talk about fantasy football. Uh, Joe has been a commissioner in one of my leagues for a couple of years, and uh, it's, it's a league that I love and despise at the same time. I love it because you run it well. I despise I, it. I do want to hear your dis- what you despise about it. Like, uh, I'm because it's a 2QB league and it's annoying. It's annoying that I have to change my entire mental state structure to think, do I want to put Gardner Minshew in my bench because yeah. you – need me to and you i have to get three to four qbs rather than having roster spots for other valid players in the league one person's trash is another person's treasure i love the the debate of whether gardner Minshew should be uh you know on my bench or not like that's that's why i love the two qb league but you Um, promised that we were not doing two qb league going into this year now did you whoa 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 Whoa. When, when did that happen? I believe I, there's an email I can go find somewhere saying Please, that Please find that because never, ever did I say we wouldn't do that. I might have said if the league wants to leave the 2QB format, then I would be okay with it. But I've, ne- I've never wanted to leave the 2QB format. So the answer is the 2QB league is coming back. Now, you also have I, – So I renewed it, but I, I'm, I was gauging, like, interest today. And I think we got five confirmed and then two opt-outs, one maybe. And then I got to hear from other people. But um, So we have openings for the league. So if, nice. if there's any time to change, this would be the year. So maybe that's another thing we can discuss is you're starting a league from scratch. You yep. know, what do you do? Like, what – so what do you do? So you've been part of many leagues. I've been part of a lot of leagues too. And I've, I've, I, I like the standard PPR uh, keeper league where you keep, you know, one or two players depending on a contract year and so on. You keep them for maybe a year or two, then you have to rotate them out. Uh, points per reception is a very common thing. You're not a big points per reception person. You like doing like a half uh, point. So, right? you know, I've been doing I, forever, like since 2003 or something. Um, and when I first started, there was no PPR. So then PPR came, I, I don't know what year, 
but I was just because I wasn't used to it, I was adverse to it. But then, so when I started the two QB league, two QB league, I did half PPR, which is a good uh, bridge. And I do like the half PPR because um, obviously it rewards wide receivers. Uh, so PPR rewards wide receivers a lot, and the half PPR still rewards them uh, while still because in the, in a traditional format, running backs are kind of the premium guy, and then in the PPR league, you got the wide the best wide receivers are the most premium. And then you add two quarterbacks to it, and then you have quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs are all kind of a premium, you know, the best. So you got to balance it. And obviously tight ends are kind of there. Um, unless you're doing a two-QB league, and that goes all out the window. Uh, the, well, that's what I was saying, is that <laughs> wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks are now all premium. So – in fact, in a two QB league, you could take quarterback number one overall. Whereas in any traditional format, you would never take a quarterback, even in the first round. I, I would, I wouldn't try not to, unless it's, um, I don't know. Uh, if it's Patrick Mahomes, you kind of do need to get Patrick Mahomes. In it. Yeah. So, like last year, in my other league that you were not the commissioner of, I picked Patrick Mahomes. I think in the second round. Because I just I just had a weird good feeling. Now, granted, I paid for it. When Did you was, win the league? Not that league. Yeah, uh, okay. I won the year before. I came, I came in like fourth or fifth in that league. I know I won your league two years ago. So you had you had Mahomes that came in fourth or fifth. Yeah, but remember wow. Mahomes was injured four games. Oh, that's right. Okay. So I I paid the price on that one on my prediction. So like the games I had him, he did great. But at the same time, I had to like you know look for my backup there. I don't remember who my backup was off the top of my head but um you're so, so let me ask you this so so most most leagues do a snake draft right so you you got one to ten to twelve players and if you're number one you get the first round pick Ooh, prestige you get the first best player not necessarily means that you're gonna win especially a lot of times i think whoever's first round pick doesn't actually win most of the time if i'm not mistaken i'm sure there's some statistic out there but that's my confident bet on that if i had to and if you're the 12th or last player in that round to pick, then you get the next pick right away as it goes up and down, up and down. That's snake order draft there. That being said, if you were at the bottom of the first round, if you had the 12th pick, and I'm going to read you fantasypros.com top overall players, includes all players across the board. You tell me if you would pick Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Derek Henry, Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs. If those were your first 11 picks, would you take Patrick Mahomes at that point? So format does matter here. Yes. Um, but Let's if say we're just standard talking just PPR. In standard, I, I could definitely see taking uh, Patrick Mahomes there. Um, so it's 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 again risk or reward too. Um, in general, I'm kind of against taking quarterbacks early. So in a standard league, my feel is you can always get a quarterback that's going to be good for your team. That being said, if you can get the best quarterback, it's worth getting. And the same with tight ends. You know, in your uh, regular seasons where Gronk is like way above everyone else, you know, you could take Gronk early because you're guaranteed to have wide receiver production from a tight end spot. Uh, whereas if you can get the best at a position, and Patrick Mahomes is the best at quarterback, uh, he's definitely worth looking at. And I, I would consider taking him 
at the at the end tail end, especially with those players, because you're looking at uh, you know Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Uh, I don't even know that name. Is that a, is that a new guy? <laughs> Here's what's so, interesting on Fantasy Pros. They they have their their quarterbacks broken up in tiers. Their top tier is Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Deshaun Watson. I don't understand Dak being in a top tier of fantasy football this year. I like Dak, but um, I like I mean, Dak. I, I think I definitely agree. Mahomes, Jackson. I, I like Deshaun Watson. Obviously, I'm close to guy. I would put um, Russell Wilson above Dak if that was like my top tier. Yeah. Like, first off, I feel like Lamar and Patrick are in their tier together by themselves, and I think a new tier after that. I don't necessarily put Deshaun and you know Russell Wilson back to back right that close, but I would put Russell above Dak. I mean, Dak's got a lot of weapons this year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, it's, again, you know, how do you draft? Do you draft uh, based on high risk, high reward, or do you draft safe, too? Um, because if you're, if you're just drafting high risk, high reward, and hoping to hit on some guys, then you draft differently than, you know, doing the safe bet. Who's your biggest high risk, high reward? Um, I mean, obviously, rookies are high risk, high reward. Um, I haven't d- dug deep, but um, only starting rookie QB is going to be Joe Burrow, as far as I know. Yeah, he's definitely high or high high risk, right? But uh, decent reward. I, I think uh, Baker Mayfield this year is um, high risk. Um, I don't know about high reward, but decent reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he the Baker Mayfield from 2018 or 2019 or somewhere in between? Uh, if he's 2018, he's because he's going for uh, what's he at on the fantasy bus? I don't even see him. I feel like Josh Allen's a really big like high risk high reward. Yeah, Josh Allen would be a good high high risk high reward because he's gonna uh, be he's actually, gonna be like one touchdown zero whole, interceptions, the, or within one game he's gonna have like five rushing touchdowns. The whole like tier two, the whole tier two looks kind of you know questionable. Like Tom Brady, we don't know what he's getting. Tom Brady's Tom Brady's on a new team. That's uh, could be high reward. I, I don't know. It's it's a little risky. I don't know about a high risk. He, he has definitely has a high floor too, probably. Um, Carson Wentz. Is I'm a high surprised risk, high to reward. see. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Why is he 13? I think just a lot of people age. don't put him anywhere. I mean, it's age. I mean, outside of Devontae, I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of weapons per se. Yeah. And let's see where Bay, Mayfield's 20. I mean, there's some guys above him that. Uh, I know. It's, yeah, I mean, Stafford's solid, but now over the years, there's been a shift in fantasy football as far as like the priority of do you get a running back first or wide receiver first, right? Yeah. I, so in your traditional league, it's always running back, and the PPR kind of changes that a little bit, especially when you get a running back that catches back in the backfield. Yeah, for sure. Um, so those are premium. Um, I, I typically go running back uh, first. So running back, running, you know, you can't have too many running backs. Like my whole bench usually is full with running backs in a, in a normal league. So let's look at the running backs for a second here on the top running backs of the league. 
Christian McCaffrey is obviously number one. I mean, he's not only just a beast on the field, but he's going to be getting an ass receptions, especially with, I, I assume, with the way Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. Uh, Saquon Barkley with that ailing uh, New York Giants offense. I mean, he is the only player out there that's going to be worth capturing. Uh, Zeke, if he gets the amount of touches that he's going to get two years ago and so on. Derrick Henry is the number four player in tier two of Fancy Pros ranking of running backs. Do you feel like he's going to carry on that way even after uh, getting the new contract with Tennessee? I, I'm, yeah, I think Derrick Henry is legit. I think he's he's worth a pick. Um, so I like him a lot. Uh, and I also see my boy Chubb at eight. Like, that's – Chubb's solid, 100%. I think, was, I think what's nice about Derrick Henry is this, is that even though he's, he's, he's on the later side as far as age goes compared to some of the running backs to mention, he also – only played one year in college. So, and then yeah. he's, he sat like half a year, his rookie year. So he's got fresher legs going into this season that will be his second full season as far as like being the starter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could definitely put him up in that top tier, I think. For sure. Uh, I feel, I feel Joe Mixon's a little overrated because I for feel sure. Like- I, I, Chubb's above him for sure. Can we agree on that? Chubb's better than Joe Mixon. Not just because you despise the Bengals as a Cleveland fan? I, I don't know. There's probably some bias going on. But how, how, could, how could Chubb be right below Mixon? Can someone explain that to me? I Maybe think, is, it, is it a rookie uh, quarterback and that they're going to be running it more? Is that what the logic is? I think the problem is kind of like Saquon where you get the high risk, high reward, right? Like when you have a team so bad where they're the only offensive player – and then you stack the box, what are you going to do against certain games where you just know they're not going to get the ball as much because they're, they're not going to be able to run it? So, and Joe makes it feels like that with the Cincinnati Bengals because the Bengals are like hot trash fire this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, I don't know the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire guy, but he's in tier two. And I like uh, just seeing new guy, 21-year-old. Um, I think he's probably worth a look in Kansas City. I mean, Which, any, uh, as you any know, I've big... ever been under Andy Reid has always been like, yeah. Phenomenal. You know, I'm a big, a big drafting Kansas City guys too. Yeah, didn't uh, you have year, like four on your team last year? One year I had like four or five, six Kansas City guys. It was insane, and I don't even know if that was planned. It just kind of happened that way. But you know, I like my Kansas City guys. Does Todd Gurley turn things around in Atlanta? Um, hmm. Is this a, this is just a yes no? Uh, I guess yes. I would like to be optimistic, positive, but we'll see. James Conner is on a contract year. Do you see him having a successful year and getting another signature next year? No, he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. He's going to have a miserable year and be terrible. Do Do not draft on the do not draft list. Uh, Let's move on to wide receivers. So your top tier here, according to fantasypros.com, you got Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Julio Jones is still in the top tier. Uh, not trying to be biased as a Falcons fan, but I feel like this is probably the last year that Julio can be in that category in the top tier. Um, mm. He's He's been less injury prone to prior years, but I feel like uh, Matt Ryan is not as consistent as he used to be, especially when they lost Kyle Shanahan. I mean, they had a phenomenal year, that Super Bowl year that they gave away. I'm curious at the ages of these guys. Let's see. 27, 27, 26, 31 for Julio Jones. So um, Julio's getting a little old. Um, hmm. 
I would almost put DeAndre above Julio only for the sheer fact that um, Murray's going to be throwing way more than he did in the years prior now that he's got a new fresh target. Chris Godwin I would probably put right above Julio only because you got the GOAT coming in of Tom Brady, whether or not you like him in Tampa. Um, Kenny Galladay is always going to be in that discussion too because Stafford's just a passing machine. So uh, that's tier two. And then tier three, you got A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, OBJ, Adam Thielen, Juju, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. I did notice that Stephon Diggs is now on the, did he did he opt out? No, um he did not, he's in Diggs, Diggs is down at twenty seven. He's at twenty seven tier five. That's kind of insulting yeah. to Stephon Diggs, isn't it? I I don't it yeah, I I could see you draft him higher. I, I don't know if there's a reason or I I'm I don't know. If I that's like borderline sleeper to me. I feel like I feel like if I was in a position, you, let's say you're like, big on you're big on digs. You dig digs this year. Here's the thing, Josh Allen. Like, who the hell else is he gonna throw to out there? Like, uh, what's the what's the slot receiver's name that used to be in Dallas for a long time? Kimber's long his name, long blonde hair. Uh, I just they I mean, got they, John John Brown. John Brown's okay. He is a number two receiver for sure. Yeah, but there's something about Stephon Diggs. Like, they traded an ass load for him. Cole They're Beasley. Gonna, yeah, Cole Beasley. Thank you. Like, Cole Beasley's not your guy you're going to be throwing to, right? You're going to be throwing him to maybe, like, for that third and five, just for, like, a little – just to get a first down. Mm-hmm. But Stephon Diggs is, like, your deep guy, right? Like, come on. Like, that's, that's what – Well, we were also paying. talking about – we also were talking about Josh Allen being high-risk, high-reward. Um, so, Diggs is probably with there, too. So, I, I think there's some risk. I, I think the reward's good. I, you could definitely move him up a tier or two. Yeah, I wouldn't put Diggs as like my number one receiver on my fantasy team, but I would put him at like at least the number two, maybe the like slot. Depending. I do on want to talk about OBJ. I'm curious, what you, what's your thoughts on him this year? Here's the thing, you know, Baker has what thrown him what two touchdowns last year and what? So like, so he was he was hurt last year, right? He had a groin thing and played through the whole entire year hurt. So does he bounce back? Does if if he bounces back and Baker bounces back, then you got some things. But I think there's a lot of. Uh, do they, they have like, the chemistry though? Do they actually have? I, guess, the chemistry? I don't think they do. So it's in Odell is always in the media. Something's wrong. So it's again. I think it's a high risk. He's in the newest reward. Drake video. I'm just saying. Yeah. Is he okay? I, I would put Jarvis above OBJ. If I had to pick between OBJ and Jarvis for a fantasy team, I would pick Jarvis over OBJ. Um, if you're drafting safe, yes. If you're drafting for high-risk, high-reward, OBJ for sure. I think he could, he could be Tier 2 uh, receiver, or he could be uh, Tier 7. That's me too. Like I think my strategy across the board is – when safer. I'm looking at when I'm looking at numbers, I'm always going for safer. I want more consistency. Yeah. I, I think that's definitely a good strategy because if you draft safe, you know you're you're always going to have a solid, you know, team, and then you can kind of fill in. I hope to get lucky and go. Um, so yeah, I could see that. And if you're high risk, high reward, you could crapshoot into the win, or you could just fall off and be uh, the sacko. Yeah. Uh, tight ends. Tight ends have been. 
Like you have to get either the top five tight end or it doesn't really matter anymore. Right. Yeah. So the big question is Gronk. So I see uh, fantasy pros has him 10th. I was out a year. How old is he? Let's see. He's fairly young. He's only like 33, 32, 31. I apologize. He's actually younger than I thought. 31. Yeah. And he's had, he's had a whole, a whole year to heal. So I I also have a um, keeper league and, I used my entire off-season budget on Gronk, and it just so happened that only one other guy bid, and I had a higher priority. So I got Gronk this year on my keeper league. So I'm excited about that. And that in that league, I also have um, Austin Hooper. So see, uh, Austin Hooper, I feel like needs to be higher on this list because I feel like yeah, I I was surprised to see him down there at 12. But yeah. um, Cleveland does have multiple wide receivers they got or i'm um, tight ends they got njoku mm-hmm. um and they they drafted a new guy so i i think they're gonna do mix and match sets and i there's a lot of mouths to feed i mean you got chubb obj landry hooper so that's the thing you got weapons so last year i thought the browns were going to be great and hopefully it's just the lady here but um something tells me i, I can't get too optimistic there's it's the browns so but they should be competent, right? They have a lot of weapons, it seems. But, yeah, I agree. Austin Hooper should be a little higher. How high do you reach for a tight end? I, I, again, I, I draft him low. Uh, unless you're bet getting, you know, Kelsey. Um, Kittle, Kittle. Andrews. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, I usually just let them fall to me. Um, when they start kind of going on a run, you can kind of get them then. Um, so, like, looking at overall rankings on – Fantasy pros, they got what? Kelsey going 16 and Kittle going 18. Yeah, I think the best tight ends going in the second round is fine. Um, Mark Andrews is third. I, I don't know. There's probably other guys that I, you could get in different positions. I think, you know, after the top two, I would wait personally on tight end. There's going to be a lot of guys, a lot of women, go out there and play fantasy football that will reach for Gronk and be like, yeah. well, you, I, you just wait. You just so, so Gronk is ranked tight end 11, 101 overall. It, it might be low. I mean, again, high risk, high reward. I think Gronk could put up some numbers this year. He sat out a whole entire year. He's got his quarterback, Brady. There's always also the inevitable one person that starts the defense run. So what, what round? Let's say you have a standard – what is it, 14, 15 rosters? What round, like around eight or nine? Always, there's always someone yeah. who gets a defense way too early on. Again, I haven't, said, I haven't done my research. And again, it always matters on the format. But I do remember one year I thought that uh, Chicago was going to be like above and beyond the best defense. So I did draft them a little earlier than I normally draft the defense because usually it's last round or – you know, right before a kicker that I draft the defense. But every once in a while, if you, if you think that there's a team that's going to get – because you've seen in our Yahoo League that a defense can win you a week every once in a while. Yeah. Um, so, it, again, it depends on the format. Um, but usually I kind of – I like to mix-match defense based on matchup unless you have that one set and forget a team, which I don't know. It uh, looks like San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore are the top-rated um, – I'm not sure if, if they're worth a, a high pick or not. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't I'll like do some more research. Yeah, I can't. I can't like justify saying if I'm in that position, round nine or ten, and I got like my full roster of starters. I got my my three running backs, my slot, my receivers, my quarterback, a backup, and so on. I can't say at that point if you if you had a solid starting lineup and you're the ninth or tenth pick. What is stopping you from getting another player to fill in your bench rather than the top defense? Why is the top defense always people are like, boom, I'm set? Well, it's just a matter of drop-off between the best defense and the second-best defense and third-best defense. And there's really just usually not. But every once in a while, there is a team that's above and beyond. And if there is a team above and beyond, then I would say it's pick them. But someone might have already reached and picked them prior to that. So it might not have been the best move because you just wasted, uh, you know, a good wide receiver on a defense. Yeah. Cause defenses are like the most loyal thing. If you have like the number one defense, if you have the San Francisco 49ers, you're like keeping them no matter what. But if you have like the mid tier defense, like let's say like you get the chargers, then you're like, okay, that's my flex defense on their bye week I'll just switch to the Bucks and keep the Bucks for the rest of the year and so on, right? Like you kind of just like, all right, no, no skin off my back kind of mentality. Yeah, and I'll I'll just drop a defense, pick up a new one, and just shuffle them. And you base it on matchups too, right? It's kind of like, oh, they're yeah. playing the the Dolphins. My, my standard strategy is the stream defense yeah. based on matchup, and you just can just drop them every week, and doesn't matter if someone picks them up. Uh, sometimes you plan ahead for uh, if you see a good matchup coming up you'll and you have an extra spot, you can hold a team. And then you can kind of – if you're going to make the playoffs, you can kind of hold t- uh, playoff, uh, playoff defenses for a good matchup in the playoffs. So that's what I, I usually like to do. The other thing is kickers. Uh, I'm a big fan of just getting rid of the kicker position in fantasy because it's worthless and terrible and no one cares and um, – Sometimes a kicker does really good. Sometimes they do really bad. I, I'm kind of at this point, let's just get rid of the kicker. What do you think? You asked me personally, like for our league, that you said that you would get rid of two, two quarterbacks? Yeah, I was going to get rid of the kicker. Yeah, in fact, um, I think we talked about getting rid of kicker last year, and I don't think we did. I we said get rid of the week. kicker, add two defenses. Really? Yeah, you did say that. And I was I was actually cuz my other league we we got rid of kicker and defense. So I'd be on board with that too and uh if we wanted like, to do that. That's like a kid cutting the crust off a sandwich. You're just taking off the shit that people don't want. Well, you know, in in our keeper league, I was like, "Oh, we should draft in the or I forget what's called, independent defense like players, IDP." Um but then it's like no one really wanted to do that. So we just it's kind of weird to draft a whole team, right? And it's just like, let's just get rid of defense. So I, I think that's fine too. Because it's really all about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Any sleepers or dark horses in your mind Man, as far as going to the I have – I just today uh, renewed the league. I have done zero research. So, again, you know, sleepers is kind of based on how people – are ranked and how you like people better. So just based on what we've been talking about, um, you know, I like Chubb a lot, you know, I like, uh, man, I like all, you know, so I'm, I'm silly biased uh, Homer for Cleveland, but it's like Baker's 20, you know, Chubb's nine. Uh, I, I might stay away from OBJ, but I, you know, I think Gronk's slow even, but 
he's he's again high risk or he's higher risk for sure. So um, yeah, I, if I could do one sleeper, uh, who would that be? Um, so you, wh- wh- who are your sleepers? No, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking too. I f- I have just like this really weird suspicion that um, Jerry Judy in Denver is going to be pretty decent. I mean, I know Drew Locke, this is going to be his first full season. And, you know, that's going to be his go-to target. Uh, I also just, I think that, I, I going back to it, Stefan Diggs really interests me for some reason. I feel like that's a good matchup between Josh Allen's arm and Stefan, just his talents, especially, you know, now he's kind of gotten out of Minnesota and he has to worry about sharing the ball with Thielen uh, as much. I don't have yeah. much. Was that another thing to look for is, you know, just a workhorse running back that, you know, isn't going to be sharing the ball a lot. Um, that, let's see. Does Atlanta have a running back by committee? I mean, is Gurley going to? I, mean, I don't remember 16. who's behind Gurley, but I don't have much hopes for Atlanta this year, and I say that right. sadly as a fan. So I also, you know, trash time games, uh, you know, junk time. Uh, you never know when uh, a team that's bad gets, you know, a player that does really well. Um, who's the team? There's always a team, and this used to be your team. Who's the team you stay away from drafting anyone from? Hmm. I feel like it's Jacksonville this year. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville's pretty bad. I feel like um, even though Lynn Fournette's like an okay running back, I feel like the rest of the team is so bad, you don't want to put him on your team knowing that he's going to get stuffed. Unless yeah, Gardner I mean, has I a break it, year. In our two-quarterback league, though, I mean, you got to go with Gardner Mich- Minshew. I mean. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> Uh, no, I definitely would stay away from him. But obviously, when push comes to shove, you need to have a third uh, quarterback for your bye weeks. And I think that Gardner Minshew is a good third quarterback one-week fill-in. Based on matchup, hopefully. What's so, your What's your big evi- biggest advice for people who uh, suck at waiver wires? Um, I think just when you get, if you're doing fab or whatever, when there's a player that's worth owning, overbid for him and just get him. If you if you suck at it, just you know bid more than people are, are going to, so you can get that player. Do you look down on folks who are too frequent on the waiver wire list? Like too frequent, like they bid too much, or just too many like acquisitions. So like I was in the league one oh. time, my brother where they limited to you your your yearly cap oh, no. of how many so no i used i used to be the guy who every week was ad dropping people and like i usually had the highest usually it's every week i drop a defense and i used to stream kickers and then i realized this is what am i doing this is dumb but i usually stream a defense and then usually every week there's a guy who is hot and you try to pick him up and then, you you know, a lot of times you have a shitty guy on your bench that you want to drop. So I, I think it's based on the team. Yeah. If you have a lot of – if you draft really well and you have a lot of studs or you have, like, even some rookies that you want to kind of wait and see how the season plays out. Um, and, again, COVID this year will be interesting. 
so in fact, I might add some IR spots for our league uh, because it's going to be a weird year. I think there will be some positive tests and people people will still get injured. So it'll be a weird season. Hopefully it won't be. I like that you thought ahead. You put a COVID IR spot in the fantasy league. You're planning for that. I like that. That's a, that's a good commissioner there, folks. That's why I keep playing with him, despite the fact that I hate the 2QB thing. But we'll see what we do this year. Uh, last question I'll ask you, Christian McCaffrey, if you had the number one pick, is he your guy? Yeah, I think so. Um, he seems to be consensus. Um, I mean, obviously it depends on format. Um, I think you could make case for Barkley. Um I mean, two quarterback league, I can make case for Mahomes. Um, I would go him over any of the wide receivers. So I, I would probably go McCaffrey one, yeah. Feels like if you're in a snake order, if you're an early picker, it's usually for me like running back and then I'll try and take a top tier wide receiver if I'm lucky enough or I snag that like low tier first rounder uh running back yeah for sure i uh you know i'm thinking like in our league our two quarterback league if i had number one overall pick am i going mccaffrey or would i go mahomes other than that like because i i I might take mahomes i mean i think he's that much better quarterback and then two quarterback league you kind of have that locked down but you are um you got to wait 20 picks and so like let's look at Running backs available. I you can maybe get a Gurley or Fournette or Carson. So I, I think you could still roll with that. So you're saying in a two quarterback league, if you had the first pick, you would take Mahomes. I I'm saying it's you could consider it. Okay. I see. I see you holding your cards close to your chest. That's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pry I, anymore. Although I, I will say that I'm the guy who always makes the playoffs and then loses. So I don't know. I, but not every year. I guess I've had a couple of years. Yeah, I had a couple of years in our league where I came in last. It's like I'm first or last. Or that's why your team name is the League Taco. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. In general, fantasy football seems to be a crapshoot, um, but. That's why we enjoy it, right? Absolutely. Well, this has been False Start with Andrew Van. This has been Joe Johnson. And uh, this podcast, while we release, will hopefully be means that the NFL season will happen. Right now, I don't see any signs of it actually not happening from what I've seen on ESPN, Fox Sports, FS1, and all that. Everyone seems pretty hunky-dory going forward now with fans without fans is a whole nother story. It looks like they're going to go without fans clearly because everything's still too early as far as opening that up. But as far as playing, like we said, 4% of the players opted out. That still leaves 96% of them to still go on. Uh, looks like it's going to be happening. And so with that being said, definitely check out uh, ESPN, Yahoo, or fantasypros.com for your insight on what's to come. They're going to list on the players, like what their latest statuses are, that kind of stuff. Uh, what's your what's your favorite resource? I'll end on that. What's your favorite resource doing research? I, I do like Fantasy Pros. I mean, it's, it has you know, if you get down to it, you can see uh, individual expert picks, and so it's this is an easy go to quick one. 
Nice. All right. Well, you heard from us here, Andrew Van and Joe Johnson of Fantasy Sports. We'll be covering some more stuff down the road, but this has been False Start.